Zansi's Sporting Milestones, Moments and Stories. Flashback Fridays with Tabiso Musea. And he joins us on the line now. Coach Roger, good evening and thank you very much for finding time to speak to us on SAFM tonight, sir. Good evening, Tabiso. Uh, good evening to the listeners. And um, yeah, it's nice to be on your show, man. Yes, and we played an opening clip of you just talking about your coaching career. For those who are not aware, how long have you been, have you been coaching now for? When I finished my career, I started off at um, Stellenbosch University. And that's an interesting story because the guy who made me a, 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 a professional cricketer, Omar Hendry, who held from Stellenbosch, the same town I'm come from, um, I approached him um, after his career, he moved down from Bloemfontein to Stellenbosch. And uh, my dad actually um, took me to his office and said, listen, I want I want you to uh, show my, my boy how to play cricket, you know. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, after school, uh, I really worked hard to become a professional cricketer. Um, and, um, yeah, from there I started to play and... And eventually, long story short, I, I became the, the, the coach for um, Stellenbosch University after he left uh, Stellenbosch University as a coach. So uh, actually, that is the story, yeah. Yes, we actually had Omar Hendry on our show a couple of months back. We had him for two Fridays, actually, because he's got such a great story to tell, having also played for Scotland, which many people were not aware of uh, pre-isolation, and then he came back to South Africa. But why was he one of the people that you looked up to, Roger? Look, yeah, in, uh, as a little boy in apartheid years, um, Omar played. I think he was one of the few that that played, um, you know, with the with the watch. Uh, and and I think he he forced his way into into provincial and professional teams. And I think I looked up to him, and and because he's from Stellenbosch, you know, Omar Hendry was a big um, uh, a name in, in in Stellenbosch and in Cape Town. And then how, how did the move to KZN come about then after you left uh, Stellenbosch, the Stellenbosch? Well, after Stellenbosch, um, I, I went back to Bolland Academy where I coached for six months and, um, and I applied for the, the provincial, uh, KZN provincial senior job. Um, and eventually I got the job and I'm still here after seven years. I mean, I mean, it's, um, you know, it's a joy to coach and you know, it's, it's tough to be away from home. My family's down in Cape Town. I commute, but hey, you got to put bread and butter on the table, as they say. <laughs> and in your years there, we looked at the record. Am I correct to say you've won two trophies? Yes, um, my first five years, well, you know, uh, we struggled a bit with with, with uh, winning trophies. Uh, I know it's a process. It was a process um, to put a nice team together, you know. Um, and to be honest, you're only going to pick good. Academy players, you know, you got to get you, you're going to get a good club cricketer, but uh, we're looking to 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 put our team together and 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 follow the pipeline through the the Dolphins Academy, you know. And the last three years was it's been a a, a, a wonderful a wonderful uh, three years. We won two trophies, as you mentioned, and hopefully um, coming season, which only starting in January because of COVID. Um, we can win another two trophies because that's our aim. And how's the makeup of your side? Do you coach the coastal side? I'm coaching the coastal side. For the people who doesn't know, there's a coastal and an inland. Inland, it's, yeah. in, it's in Maritzburg. And they also fall under KZN cricket. And then how is the makeup of your squad then? Look, it's very young team, you know. Um, very young, um, average 21, 19, 21, 22. Um, but then you get uh, the guy who's not making the Dolphins who still can play for, for the provincial team. And that is the makeup. And when that's the case, Coach Roger Telemachus, what are you judged on as a coach? Are you judged on by the trophies you win or by how many players come through your team and they make it up to the Dolphins? Well, that's a good question because um, I've never been asked. <laughs> Uh, uh, the question by by the board, I think uh, it's results driven, you know um, uh, as long as I produce the cricketers that uh, go through to the next level and the next level is the Dolphins I think uh, people are happy but um, I'm sure for my own for my own um, my own thing, I want to uh, win trophies and that is that I've been doing it in the last three years 
And who are the, some of the guys that have come through your team and made it to the Dolphins? I'm going to give you one name. He's probably playing tonight on Delay Portland Choir. When I started in, in um, KZN, uh, he was our first guy, uh, black African, who uh, is playing for South Africa now. Sanyuri Mutasami. Uh, he yeah. played when I started here um, uh, at Coastal. Um, Kesov Maharaj. Those are the guys who's playing for South Africa now, and they really worked hard, and they're talented cricketers at the moment. Mutusami is an interesting one. I saw in, in this week, actually, in the four-day series, he was opening the batting. He got some good scores. Is he a spinner that can bat? Is he a spinning all-rounder? Uh, all he's, a, he's, a, he's an all-rounder, but he's a batsman who can bowl spin. <laughs> I understand. He, but I can tell you what, he's a, a hell of a good cricketer. Um, he, he got a little bit of a taste of international cricket in very, in very, India. very tough conditions in, in India. India. Yeah, in India. Um, look here, um, there's still many to see when it comes to Mutasami, uh, and he's a, a hell of a good cricketer. And what do you make of... Yeah, no, definitely. And what do you make of Andile Petluguayo's progress? Are you happy? Is it a bit slow? Is he on the right track? Yes, he's on the right track, but look, yeah, I'm not here to criticize players. Um, you know, um, he hasn't won enough games um, batting at number seven, if you if you know what I mean. But mm. I'm sure he's young. Uh, he will learn the trade. Um, he's, he, he has won a few games with David Miller that won in Durban. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm sure that he will still, you know, he's a hell of a good bowler. He's, he's, he's key in the bowling attack for South Africa. But when it comes to batting at number seven, I think he should win more games for South Africa. Yeah. And for you as a former player, Roger, how do you describe your coaching style or what experiences are you taking from your playing days to uh, to, to add to your coaching? Yeah, I think my coaching style, uh, uh, sheepdoggies, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm at the back. I want to see players stay in line. And I want to stand at the back and see my sheep is going in the right direction. That is the style I want to I, I wanna approach, and I'm, I'm, I'm pro- approaching at the moment. Um, yes, uh, when I started, I was very aggressive, and I found that I'm, I'm pushing players away, you know, when I'm mm-hmm. you know, in their face, etc., etc. And I think the most important thing is, you know, um, to have these one-on-ones with players and, and find out not just about cricket, but outside cricket, if you know what I mean. You know, what's going on at home, how's the girlfriend, how's the wife, etc. You need to be interested in those type of things and then the players will trust you and, and I think that is my style. Yeah. And and what are your ambitions as a coach? Look at anyone every every coach, whether you coach rugby, cricket, football, hockey, what badminton, whatever you call it, um, you you wanna be at the, the highest point of coaching. You know, I wanna coach, you know, franchise team, I wanna coach an international team. And, and I want, and I think I'm patient enough. I know I've got enough enough time still in my career to to get there. Um, but I'm not. No, I don't think no no one no no one is the the perfect coach at the moment where I am. I'm still learning a lot of stuff from other coaches, and I take all these uh, information and I'm and I'm starting to make my own ingredient. If you know what I mean. Yeah. Do you find yourself spending a lot of time with the bowlers, or do you have a bowling coach? No, not really. You know, I've got my own team. You know, I have to concentrate on 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 on, on, on both skills, batting and bowling. Um, yes, I've been a bowler. My batting career only started when I finished my uh, my professional career, and I started and I understood what I need to do in batting. So I like to spend time at, at both skills. What's key to a good fast bowler, Roger, Roger Telemachus? Is it pace? Is it swing? Can you do both? Can you have both? Look, a good question, yes and no. Um, you know, I believe fast bowlers can't, I can't teach a fast bowler to bowl faster or quicker, you know. But I can teach you to have brilliant skill on different conditions wherever he goes in the country. Yeah, but I like to see bowlers knocking someone's head off, and that's exciting, you know. There's not many around. We produce the best fast bowlers in the world with Australia. I see India going that route as well now. But um, look, yeah, if you controlled, you've got good skill, I love you. 
<laughs> For those who are just joining our conversation, we are chatting to former Proteus fast bowler Roger Telemachus, now our coach at the KZN Coastal side. And if you have any questions or any comments, you can send them to this WhatsApp number 061-4104-107. You can also SMS us to 41391 or you can call us on 011-714-2006. At Newlands, after in the fourth over, the Proteas are on 21 for one in the first T20 against England. Quintin Tikok on 13. Faf Duplessis on 3. Temba Pavuma is the man out. How good is it to have some cricket back, uh, Roger, after the past, after the drama of the past few months in South African cricket and also obviously COVID? How good is it to have international cricket back? Exciting for the public, eh? Um, you know, um, people love cricket, especially this format, T20. Um, yes, it's good. Um, it's a little bit, uh, it's, it's going to be a good matchup, you know. Um, you know, we haven't played cricket in a long, long time. England has have been playing cricket for a long, long, long time. They played probably the the rest of the world where we didn't uh, had a game. But I think we prepared. I think we've got a good coach in Mark Boucher. Um, and I'm sure uh, with Mark Boucher's experience and, and, and personality, well, he'll pull the team right to, into the right direction. But it's not going to be easy, you know. England's got a very, very good um, white ball. White, when I say white ball uh, team, I talk about T20 and 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 ODI, so um, mm. it's not going to be easy. But it's very excite, exciting to to see cricket back on our television. So. Well, it does have his critics, Mark, Mark Boucher. I know when he was appointed, people were questioning his qualifications or lack of qualifications. Uh, Graham Smith said this man played international cricket. He knows his story. Where do you stand in that debate as a coach? Do you still think you need to upskill yourself or does the experience help you in the job? I don't think Mark needs to upskill himself. I just think Mark needs to, he had to go through the right channels, if you know what I mean. Uh, everybody needs to apply for a for a job. You need to go to a, a, a interview process and, um, you know, uh, people need to ask questions, etc. cetera. Uh, whatever happened, there's nothing to do with me. Uh, I'm back South Africa. Uh, I don't know. I don't care. I can't care who's the coach. Uh, but to answer your question, um, I think personally, um, I went for an interview for this job, uh, and I just think that's the right thing to do. Period. And what do you make of the drama of the past few months in South African cricket, especially in 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 the boardroom? And does something like that affect the players as a former player yourself? Yeah, I think it's sad. It's sad to see things are going patient at the moment. Um, I think it's sad to. See uh, it's sad to see, um, you know, cricket is going the, the other direction. Um, but I'm sure um, they will sort it out with the new uh, interim board. Uh, there's a few interesting characters on that board at the moment. Uh, but I'm sure whatever happened in the past, um, I don't want to be involved in that. You know, it's disappointing. Um, I've been a player. Um, and it, it happens since I've been uh, international protea. Um Look here, um, my life went, uh, moved on in terms of, you know, cricket. Um, mm. When I say moved on, I'm in a job where I need to focus on. Whoever needs to take care of uh, cricket South Africa, they need to ke- take care of it and as uh, soon as possible. But you did add your voice to the Black Lives Matter movement a couple of months ago. Why was it important for you uh, also to be part of that? Yeah, I think, I, you know, and, and uh, yeah, if you say uh, I raise my voice, yeah, I made a comment, um, you know, and and the reason why I made the comment is because, you know, there's kids behind me, there's kids that I'm coaching, there's kids that is growing up, uh, and and the only thing that I don't want these kids to uh, look at, it shouldn't happen to kids coming behind me. It shouldn't be kids coming now 10 years down the road, if you know what I mean, all right? Mm. Uh, We need to clear the path, you know, we need to follow the right guidelines, we need to give every opportunity to, to a white, to a black, to a colored, to a green, to a red uh, person in this country a fair opportunity. You understand where I'm coming from? Mm. And are you happy with how everything was handled? No, I'm sure. I'm sure as, I, as I mentioned earlier, as I mentioned earlier, I think there are people now who will sort this out. And I'm sure that people there will, are the right people to sort it out so that these things can't happen again. That is important for me. Right? I'm a cricket I'm a cricket person, I'm a cricket lover, 
I mean, there's a lot of cricket uh, uh, people um, who loves the game. There's a lot of parents. There's a lot of grandparents who want to come see people, their kids or their grandkids come and get a fair opportunity in the pipeline. And the big, unfortunately, this match or or maybe not, unfortunately not the right word, but this match, the build-up was dominated by the fact that the Proteas did said they will not take the knee um, in the opening T20 match against the England. What did you make of that? Look, yeah, I don't know what's going on in the background there in their camp. You know, I, I just, you know, I, if if I was there, I will I'll pay my respects to, to Black Lives Matters because I stand for that, you know. Um... Look, I, I can't answer your question there, you know. I know that England is not going to do that. They're going to, both teams are going to wear um, black armbands. So is that is that the way to say, listen, we support uh, Black Lives Matters? I don't know, all right? Mm-hmm. Um, look, here, um, we in South Africa, we're not in the UK where the people are with the English Premier League go on the knee and, and, and show the respect. Listen, here people in the in in both parties or both camps probably decided. Listen, we're not going to do this, and I don't see I don't see anything wrong with it as long as people or players respect Black Lives Matter. Mm. But that is just my opinion. Kachisora mm. Bada said it's pro Black Lives Matter, but it was a team decision not to take the knee. Does management have the last word then? Maybe in a case like that. Well, look here. Whatever was said, whatever was said, right? They will make a decision. I've been in, in, in the Brutia camp. When when a management make a decision, we have to stick to that decision. When players make a decision, players need to stick to it. That is my experience playing in the Brutias. Talking about my you, experience. yes. Talking about your experience, Roger Telemarkas, How do you look back at your international career? Look, yeah, I really, I really think I should have played more games, and this is where it comes in. You know, I was treated badly. I'm not going to mention names. I think I lame excuses why you're not playing today. 2007 World Cup, I haven't played. I didn't play one game. I asked a question. No one could could give me an answer. I was about to walk uh, out of there. Asked for my plane ticket. I want to come home. But that's a, a story for another day. Um, you know, I was treated badly, but I stood my I stood my ground. You know, I didn't go run to other people. I showed people. Listen, I'm getting back into this team, um, and um, and whenever I got a chance to play, I gave my hundred. I gave 150 percent. I made sure that I performed to stay into the team. And we're going to go back to that World Cup, but I believe that we've got a caller on the line. I'm not sure who's on the line, but good Bonagella from Akailicha, good evening. Good evening, Kamiso, and good evening to Roger Telemarkas. How's it, how's it going there? Yeah, good stuff. Tell me, uh, I've got two questions for you, man. Uh, from from which area are you in Stambos? I, I believe I know uh, Stambos very well. And the second question will be, the one of Mark Boucher not supporting this plug. Black Lives Matter, what do you think about that? Being a coach, you understand? In some countries, they do support this Black Lives Matter. What do you think of uh, Mark Alter as a coach of players uh, not supporting this Black Lives Matter? And in which area do you come from, from Stellenbosch? Because I... Okay, thanks, for, okay. Thanks, thanks for that, Monagali. Did you get that, Roger? Yes, um, the area I come from is Stellenbosch. Uh, I come from Plutusville. Uh, the gentleman or the listener probably know is Clutisville in, in, in Stellenbosch. And just to answer the question about Mark Boucher, Mark Boucher, look, yeah, he, was, uh, he was a yellow wicketkeeper. Uh, uh, and he did well with, with the Titans. He won a few trophies with him, you know. Um, um, you know, you can't buy experience. Uh, probably that's the reason why, um, uh, probably not the reason why he's the coach of South Africa today, but... Uh, and the second half of that question is, I believe, is does he believe um, does he believe uh, black in black lives matters? Is that the, the other half of the question? I think so, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's what he was saying. Yes, I don't know. I, I'm not Mark Boucher. He probably um, believes in it or he doesn't believe in it. So I, I can't answer that question. That that's the half of that question. But I'm sure that in the camp, um, 
he will probably understand what is Black Lives Matter. He didn't say anything when it comes to uh, when we made a, a bit of a hoo-ha on our, our group or when Black Lives Matter started with ex-Proteus Cricketers. I didn't see him or hear anything when he asked what he said. You've you've touched on the 2007 World Cup where you didn't play. Mickey Arthur was the coach at the time, and I remember he did say that you were going to play. That is, there was a role for you in that team because of your variation. So, is that why you were surprised? Maybe that you didn't play, or did he even have that conversation with you, or was it just in the media? <laughs> okay, if I start now, I'm not going to finish with that 2007 World Cup. But, yeah, it was disappointing. You know, I was happy to go. You know, um, I think any cricketer's life, whether, again, in football or rugby, you want to go to a World Cup, you know. Um, so I didn't play a game. I asked all the questions, you know, and, 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 and the question you just mentioned or, or something you just brought up, you know, I, I asked him, listen, you, you took me to the World Cup because of the conditions, because of my good skill. You know, why am I not playing? He didn't answer me, you know. It was always an excuse, you know. I, I remember in the 2007 World Cup, we um, had stole the, the, the format with the Super Sixers. You mm. play around Robin and you go to the Super Sixers. And I remember that we qualified. We still had two games left before we... And we qualified. And we had two spare games left or one spare game left before we start the Super Sixers. And we already qualified. And, um, you know, uh, that that was a great opportunity to give me and the guys who were sitting on the bench uh, to give them opportunity to, to play. But uh, well, we, we were never picked, you know, um, and that, it was so disappointing, you know. But I can I can tell you this much. Uh, I had, uh, that was probably my best holiday for two months, you know, in the Caribbean. Five-star <laughs> hotel, hundred U.S. dollars a day for brilliant people. So I can't complain if you don't. Okay, well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> For those who are joining us, we are chatting to Roger Telemarkas, just looking back at his career. But having said that, though, Roger, there's a pattern here because I mentioned that we spoke to Omar Henry. He also told us about 92 World Cup where he actually had a goal. Same story. And, and kept Same our vessels story. in the dressing room. Same story. My story, his story. We had a little giggle a few months ago, same story, and his story is basically exactly as mine. You know, he fought for himself, I fought for myself, you know, uh, with the captain, with the coach, same story with him as well, exactly the same story. And he actually even told us that he also wanted to go back home. He said to Kepa, rather let me go back home. Exactly the same story. I asked the manager, listen here, I'd rather go home. I want to see my family. I want to see my kids. Uh, I'm wasting my time here. Um, and, and they just refused to, to let me go because they knew what's going to happen if I re- arrive in, back in South Africa. Mm-hmm. And did they explain why you were not playing? Look, yeah, you can, you can ask them again today how many times they won't give you the right answer because I know the right answer. I think they were scared to give me opportunity because they know what I can do. And how did you feel then at the team hotel every day knowing that you didn't play you, or you were not going to play? Look here, they can now today, they can't put fingers at me because, because, and this is a fact. You know, whenever the fitness trainers say, listen here, you need to go run your 5Ks, I will run my 5Ks. Whenever the coach said, listen here, Rod, you need to bowl an extra 5 hours, I bowl my extra 5 hours. Whenever the coach said, listen, do this, or the management say, yeah, you know, the guy's not playing. You have to do this. We did our, our, our stuff. So they can't turn around and say, listen, yeah, you didn't do that. That is the reason why you're not playing, because I've done all. And I've got all the witnesses out there, all the guys who played with me or who was on the trip, you know, Robbie Peterson, Saul Langefeld, mm-hmm. you know, um, all these guys. They were there. And they were sorry for me. They felt so sorry. These folks used to come and sit with me every night in my room and say, listen here, boy, just be patient. Great guys. Great guys. And it's actually a similar story with Lona Botsotsova also who was on this show and went to the World Cup and was yeah, also... Uh, Louis Bosman, I forgot about Louis Bosman. You know? Louis Bosman, yes. He never, he never played again after that. Sure. So, so they, disappointing they, with these guys. 
there is a party near. And, and, and is that maybe what triggered you to come also and just make a comment or just add your voice to that Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah, look, yeah, I'm, I'm not the guy who keeps grudges, if you, if you know what I mean. You know, mm. I want to raise a point, and these are the things that I mentioned earlier in the conversation. I don't want to see kids, talented kids, you know, going the same through the same thing that Oma Andre and myself went through. You know, it needs to be fair. It needs to be, listen here, you're going to play. This is your opportunity. And that is why we stand for Black Lives Matters. That is the thing. For those just joining us, we are catching up with Roger Telemarcus, just looking back at his career. And also we spoke about his coaching career earlier on. He is a coach for the KZN Coastal side. You can send your voice notes to 061-4104-107. Don't worry about the cricket. We'll keep you posted. Protea is now 64-1 in the seventh over. Faf Duplessis on 30, carrying that form from the IPL to this match, as well as Quentin Ducock, who is still there on 25. So they're almost scoring at almost 10 runs and over uh, the Protea. So, so far it's looking uh, good. And there's an SMS here from Keith Dinabant who says, great to hear from Roger. All I know about this legend is his amazing pace and enthusiasm that end him key wickets. However, we need him to assist us in developing cricket here in our Stellenbosch townships. Have a lekker weekend there. Roger, what do you make of development in Stellenbosch? I mean, you did coach in Stellenbosch. Yeah, I mean, I, I haven't, you know, I haven't, I haven't touched school cricket, but you know, university and and and, and I did a bit of work with Paul Lewis, uh High School there. Um, yeah, talented cricketers. Uh, you know, you can say what you want from you know coloured cricketers in 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 Stellenbosch or in Cape Town. They are just talented. You know, there's always the conveyor belt is always running. You know, um, but if we can get someone who really can coach them proper skills, etc., etc. And now um, even more cricket will come from Stellenbosch. But I, I really think that there's such an, uh, enough schools down there, start, a lot of you know, good cricketers, good cricket clubs down there. So, um, yes, I, I know what I'm talking about because I've seen, I've seen, I've played with players when I was younger, um, you know, what can come out of, out of Stellenbosch and Cape Town. We've touched on 2007 World Cup. Let's go back another four years. Do you feel you could have made it in the 2003 World Cup squad? Yeah, I could have. I, I, I had a massive injury, I think. Um, you know, I, got a, I had an ankle injury. Um, uh, well, let me rather say uh, uh, 80% I would have made the team. Um, mm. uh, I think I was in my prime of my career. Uh, you know, I played well. Um, so, yeah, I think, um, you know, we had all the opportunity. We had good players. Uh, I'm going to say I wouldn't make the team. I, I backing myself here. Yeah, I think I would have been there, you know, even in that squad, you know. But that was also a golden opportunity just to, you know, to say to the listener, opportunity in 2003 to, to, to win a World Cup. The closest we ever got was in England. Was it 1998? 1999? 1999. Yeah. Do you and, agree with uh, those who say that was the squad that had the best chance of winning it? That, that, that was the best squad. In all honesty. It was the best players, the best squad that we ever had. leader, gun leader, Nancy Coronier, gun coach, um, Bob Woomer, you know. Um, and I think when people say choke, uh, I'm, I, I think I'm a bit tired of that, that word choke. Uh, yes, uh, we just got it wrong, you know. If you listen to Alan Donald, he, he always speak about that situation, you know. They just panicked a little bit there, you know. Um, Lance Klusner, the best I've ever seen that guy. And I played a lot of cricket with that guy. International cricket against him at first class in franchise. Unbelievable cricketer. Uh, I haven't seen a guy one game like he won in, in 1999. And it's easy to forget, if I remember correctly, he was player of the tournament, Lance, Lance Klusner. He was player of the tournament. Correctly. Yeah, he was player he of the is. tournament. We actually had a chat with Alan Donald also last year about that, and he told us, I was so shocked when he told us that he was getting death threats after that tournament. Yeah, and he, he had to seek psychological help. Yeah, he's, um, you know, he, and, 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 and a few times when we played golf together um, at where he stayed in, and where he stays in, in Paul. Uh, so he's in, he's in Paul now. He's a bloom boy that stays in Paul now. Uh, uh, so uh, you mentioned that uh, people want to kill him, you know, um, mm. and it's crazy that people uh, 
are going on like that. But listen, that's in the past, forgotten. I think um, we still got a lot of chances or opportunities to win a World Cup. Uh, if you get the right balances right, you know, the right skills, etc., the right ammunition, the right guys behind the whole, 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 whole thing to win a World Cup and understand what it takes to win a World Cup. I'm sure we'll get it there. So are you saying it's not choking Roger Telemaka, so you're just tired of the word? What, which word? Uh, chokers. Are you saying the protests don't choke or you don't like using that no, word? I don't think they choke. No, no, I don't think. I mean, that was just that was just a word that people use, you know. Uh, it's a nasty word, you know. It's a nasty word. Um, so I don't think they choke. I don't think... Um, I might be wrong, you know. They didn't choke, they probably just panic. Is it the same thing? Choke and panic, same thing? It's not the same thing. Um, I don't know. They just panic a bit. They did panic. I mean, again, when was it? Last year? Was it the yeah, the 2019 in England. New Zealand? England, last year. Last year against New Zealand, yeah. I mean, we, we had it in our hands. I mean, we just panicked. Uh, oh, that was 2015, also, yeah. I, I also think yeah. that was a pretty good squad. You know, we had the right, the right guys there who played good cricket. But um, I think sometimes such a lot of things you need to take in consideration, you know, when you play World Cup knockout games. You know, you have to pick at the right time for me, and that is only my opinion. You know, you've got to win games where you have to win games. Um, and if you want to win World Cups, you need to beat the best. So that's what I believe. Could it, have, could it be that the squads were divided now after what we heard over the past couple of months about Black Lives Matter? Maybe there was no unity in the squads that went to the World Cup and some guys were not playing and they didn't feel like they were part of the group? Look, you're always going to get that, in all honesty. You know, you're always going to get your... Uh, and to be honest, your white guys chilling out, your black guys chilling out. And the reason for that is people are just more comfortable with it. Right. I wouldn't say people are, you know, don't want to hang out with each other. I just think that, you know, and, I, and this is my experience as people. Uh, and and when I played in the in the national team and I went on tours, I used to hang out with the colored guys because I'm just more ca- comfortable with it. It's our culture, you know. Uh, I used to hang out with white guys too. I used to hang out with black guys too. But the guys that I hang hanged out with is the guys that I'm comfortable with. The colored goats. I, I actually yeah. saw that today when I was coming to Cape Town. I was on the same flight as the Bulls. They had to play Western okay. Province in the Curry Cup, yes. and at, yeah. the, in the rest, at the restaurant, the white players were sitting together, the black, the colored players were sitting together, and the black players were sitting together. It was like no. Let me let me stop you there. Now, as a, from a coach's point of view, you as the coach, you need to rectify those type of things. Uh-huh. So if you walk into the breakfast room in the morning and you see these things happen, you can then tell them, listen, guys, remember what we said in the beginning of the season, what we need to do, all right? We need to mingle. So what we do when we travel as a team, right, I make sure that each and everybody at least once in the season, black or white or colored, see a room together. You with me? Mm-hmm. Right, that is my response. Once, I'm not saying all the time, once. So. Now that teach you as a player, as a human being, to know each other. This is your time to know about course, who's a white guy. Where do you come from? What do you like? How do I have to approach you? That is your responsibility as a player. I implement it, you need to take it further, once in the season. Yeah, that's a good point I hear. And that is how we will stop these things. Because people are scared. Mm. People are scared to approach. You know, this is is how I coach. I want to see black and white and green and red come together and learn about each other. That is how I coach. Because if I get that right, if I get that right, I know my team will do, do much better on the cricket field. We trust each other with right in a situation. I will trust that guy. And that's a, that is how I coach and how I see things. 
Okay, we've got a couple of voice notes for Roger Telemachus. You can send them to 061-4104-107. Let's play them. Good evening, Tabiso and uh, Roger. Um, I just wanted to get Roger's opinion on, uh, you, you guys have been talking about chances to win the World Cups. Um, in Roger's opinion, would it be fair if AB de Villiers came back into the team just for the World Cup? Uh, yeah, just fair in the sense of, you know, he hasn't been around, he's just been playing IPL and franchise and whatever, and then maybe he comes back for the World Cup. I just want to get Roger's opinion on that. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Martin Nafige. Good afternoon, Teviso. You are speaking to Sandile here. Uh, Teviso, your guest does not want to come out to tell us what was actually happening there uh, during his time. Uh, why was he not actually playing? Because if he does not actually come out, that is not actually going to help us um, to sort out or solve the rot that is actually going on there uh, in cricket. Thank you. Bye. Okay, thank you uh, for that. Roger, how do you respond to that last one? Well, this year, it's, it's, yeah, it's up to me if I want to, you know, you know, it's simple, you know. Uh, you know, if people can't give you answers, what else must I, what must else must I do, you know? <laughs> no one gave me answers why I'm not playing, you know? And I think to answer answer that gentleman's question, I really think they were scared to play, you know, because they know what I can do, you know? Um... It's simple. If I ask someone, listen here, what's the story? You can't give me an answer. What else must I do? Well, the only thing I can do is just do my stuff, you know, keep on asking questions, you know. Um, even the convener selectors after the 2007 World Cup, you know, uh, he never gave me answers, you know. Um, but it was Graham Smith and um, Mickey Arthur's responsibility to give me answers because they on the trip there. They're the coach, they're the captain, they're the leaders of the pack. And as I said, to answer that uh, gentleman's question, I never got my answers. You know? But I know why, you know? Um, you know. They were scared to give me opportunity because, you know, I was saying Simple as that. Martin wanted to know about A.B. De Villiers. Does the team need him? Should he come back? I know they're talking about T20 World Cup next year. Look here, if Martin saw how he played... If Martin Suwari played in the IPL now, I will pick him any day. You know, he's he's just an unbelievable cricketer. We need a guy like that, you know. Um, yes, Abe's a- a- choice is to retire from international cricket. It is Cricket South Africa's uh, responsibility to ask the guy if he wants to come and play. Obviously, he's going to come with demands, etc., etc., but that's their thing, you know. Um, people want to see AB. I want to see uh, uh, exciting cricketers, 360-degree cricketers um, <laughs> playing on, on the cricket field. That's what we want to see. He's our best cricketer at the moment in our country. Um, and as I mentioned, you know, um, CSA, Buff, Graham Smith, uh, Brutia coach, Mark Boucher, we have to approach this guy to come and play for us. Obviously, um, he has to play Francois cricket first before he can play uh, international cricket. Or does he walk into straight into the Proteus team? He is that good to just walk into the Proteus setup. You know, he know what AP can. He's a match winner. You know, mm. that is why I want him in our team. That is why I want to pay money to go see AB de Villiers. He's brilliant. He's, he's fantastic, man. Got another voice note here for Roger. Wow, Tabiso. Um, I just woke up and just caught your interview with uh, Roger Telemachus. Um, but I'm just so impressed, especially with the issue or with the issues regarding race. Um, I think. I think if we in our country do not blow things out of proportion the way we are doing, I think we can go somewhere. Because honestly speaking, if there are black guys and then there are white guys, I will go to the black guys because I'm comfortable with with the guys. And it doesn't matter whether the black guy is coming from Eastern Cape or Western Cape. Just because it's black, we are going to connect. So I think 
yeah, man, I think I like the way I like the way he put it. So yeah, great show. Um, Tsiriso from Rustenberg. Thanks for that, uh, Tsiriso. And by the way, the Proteas have just lost Quinton to Cock now, and um, they've gone to an end. I'm trying to check the score, but I think it's 78 for two. But Quinton to Cock is out. Roger, we spoke about 03 World Cup. We spoke about 07 World Cup. You said in one of the interviews that I saw while preparing for this interview that the 438 game was your World Cup. Is that correct? That is correct. Oh, like there is a top of the mountain that that game, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a what a freak day, you know. Um, you know, and and what a brilliant series. Um, did you know? Before I continue, since I've been an international goal, uh, with, since I played Australia, uh, all the times I played a series against against them, I never lost a series against them. Do you know oh. that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, now you know. Now you know. <laughs> but what, but By the what way, there is a tweet that says, I remember him vividly with his hard bowling against strong Australian sides, against the likes of Adam Gilchrist, Matthew Hayden, Ricky Ponting, Mike Hussey, Andrew Simmons, Justin Langer. So I think Tabby's on Twitter knows that. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's spot on there. Look, look here now. Uh, you know, my dad, my dad taught me something. You know, um, never give up. Simple, straightforward, basic stuff, you know, never give up, you know, keep coming at them all the time, all the time. And I'll never forget that, you know, I come from a, um, a, a respective, uh, respected um, uh, um, cricket background, family background. My, my dad was a good cricketer. My brothers were good cricketers. So they always said to me, listen, never give up. Give it 150%, you know. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I bowled against, you know, um, good and, and, and quality and fantastic Australian uh, uh, batsmen. Um, but to, to, to come to our story, um, you know, it was unbelievable series, you know, um, started in Cape Town and finished in, in, in Joburg and uh, they made it 2-2 two, two in Durban. I took four wickets there or three wickets there. Um, and then obviously the 4-3-8 game. What a freak day it was for us. As a, as a nation, you know, people, some people said to me the other day, um, who watch on television, they went shopping and went for lunch and when they got <laughs> back, they couldn't believe it. You know, a lot of people telling me the same story, but um, that is definitely my World Cup, you know, um, unbelievable day. Um, if you have to ask me um, who stood out, I can't say everybody contributed in, on that yeah. day. You know, um, you know, Makaya's Brilliant one down to third man there, you know. <laughs> Put a tipinar uh, going out for one. No, so I'll never forget that. Uh, Makaya, a dear friend of mine, we always talk, you know. Um, we always, uh, I always tease him about that one. You know, I remember I, uh, I, I swept the four, you know, got us back into the game. Boucher hit fours, got us back into the game. You know, Van, Van der Waal did some brilliant sixes, got us back into the, but the biggest oak who stood out for me, Ursul Gibbs, you know, uh, what, a, what, a, what an unbelievable cricketer he was, you know, he's still involved in cricket coaching around the world, but what a character, you know, uh, sometimes cricket, cricket needs characters like, like Ursul Gibbs, and so talented, you know, um, you know, you went out the night before, had a couple of drinks, and came back and played. And Smashed 175. Odd. And that was Ursul. That was Ursul. That was his nature. That was Ursul. He's all about, you know. Um, you know, uh, he doesn't care. You know, he just want to play cricket. And I think when he goes out and he plays a, a, a game of cricket and the next day, he's on his best. Trust me. I know the guy. I sat in change room with the guy. Uh, and when he says, I'm destroying a bowling attack today, he will do it. Trust me. <laughs> and did you really believe during the innings break, 434-4-4, was the belief that you could chase it as a team? No, I don't think we believed. I think we believed halfway in through our batting innings. You know, um, and as a cricket coach, you, you sit in the in the basket or well, let me rather say in the change room. And then you you, you 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 break you break a you break a innings down you know um, and when we came halfway um, twenty overs to go and I can't remember how many runs we needed but we decided listen the message must go out we're gonna approach the game twenty twenty now 
right? We've got 20 overs to get, I think, more than 200 still, or less than 200, a little bit less than 200. And we took it from there, you know, but um, you got to be careful when you play, you know, ODI, but you want to change into um, T20 mode. But we pull it off, you know. I, I could see, we could sense, we could sense the panic in the Australian uh, fielding unit. You know, they started to make mistakes. They started to, uh, you know, not following the game plan that we targeted this. Uh, I can't remember his name. Um, one of their bowlers who went for 100 mm-hmm. plus runs. Uh, Mick Lewis, that's his name. Yes, I remember that. Yes. And that was our target after 20 overs. But also, just a short thing, I think Ricky Ponting destroyed that guy's career because he never played for Australia again after that game. <laughs> so so um, that was our target. You know. But what, what, a, what a freak day it was, though. You know, you, I can't say to you um, to be so... Um, who stood out, everybody contributed on that day, you know. Um, but hey, what a massive party afterwards. We enjoyed ourselves. We, <laughs> and, 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 and you know what? what's important about this on that day, you know? Mm-hmm. We've, we've, we've beaten the best team in the world at that stage. The best yeah. team. Australian yeah. was the best team that time. Yeah, Gilchrist, Katic, Ponting, Hussey, oh, Spenwells, Bradley. You can keep going, keep going there. Michael Clark, De- Martin, players. all those guys. We've got somebody yeah. on the line, Roger. Mr. Omar Hendrick, good evening, sir. Peace Good evening. How are you, sir? We are fine. Islam, thanks Islam. thanks for again for speaking to us on SAFM. We are looking back at Roger Telemarcus's career and his career now as a coach. And he's spoken so highly about you, Mr. Omar Hendria, but that's, he looked up to you when he was playing. You also set him up with a coaching job. I mean, what did you see in Roger? What did I see in Roger? Yeah. I saw his father. <laughs> I, did, I didn't know him. <laughs> he, he was too young. And I, I just, I disappeared overseas, and uh, I, I actually never saw him play. But his father was adamant that his son can play cricket. Mm. So uh, I was fortunate as a young man, as a young boy, schoolboy, to play against his father, mm. who was basically um, an elder statesman for me as a kid. So I have learned a lot by playing against older people as a schoolboy. So when I returned to Stellenbosch from my cricket journey, um, his father came to me and said, look, I've got a son. And by that time, people were telling me about this kid, Roger Telemarcus. So I said to his father, okay, bring your son and we'll have a chat. So I asked Roger at my house, um, do you want to play professional cricket? And he said to me, yes. Hmm. So I asked him, uh, do you know what professional cricket is all about? And he said, no. I said, well, that's interesting. <laughs> do, you, do you want to learn to become a professional cricket, he said, yes. So I said, well, then uh, come next week to my office and and we'll start. So uh, he came to my office and uh, our relationship started very rocky because he <laughs> oh. came late. He came late. <laughs> so I chased, him. I chased him back. I said, come back on the right time. So he gave me all kinds of excuses, whatever the case is, typical young man. So I said, okay, fine, come back next week. So he come back the next day and so he come with his bowling shoes. So I said, no, 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 you bring your runners, bring your runners. <laughs> so he said, why, well, I'm a bowler? I said, well, you first have to run. I remember that, Omar, I remember that uh, back part. We call it the back part there at the university. It's all vivid in my mind. You chased me up that uh, back part there almost every day, but thank you very much, man. <laughs> okay, I think Omar is gone now. Thanks, Omar, for joining us there quickly. Roger, just quickly now, um, 
Who was the best captain you played under? Or what would you say? It's a difficult one, you know. Um, you know, when I started, uh, I had Hansi. And, 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 mm. and, and let me tell you something real quick. Uh, when you enter the room, or when you enter the room, it's immediately respect for the guy, you know. For me, um, for the two, three ODIs I played under him, you know, he was very, very, very uh, sharp. He knows how to win games, you know, as a captain. You know, he knows how to, to use guys. And and as a player, he knows how to win, win games as a batter, all right? Uh, Graham Smith, yeah, probably not a good leader, but a good a good cricketer. Yes, captain the country for a long, long time, and that is probably the two guys that I played under in my career. All right, um, but I would say probably yeah, the most of the, most most of the time um, I would go with Ansi because just for that for that few ODIs I played under under him, you know, um, yeah. very clever when it comes to, you know, you know, um, leading a, a pack uh, in terms of, he always had time for his players, you know, uh, and that is the important thing. Um, you know, how do you feel about your, your day on the cricket field today? Those are the type of questions you always ask you. You know, if the chips are down or you didn't have a great performance and he will give you advice. So that is the things that I would I would look into a into a captain. So you are probably the guy that everybody would say he is probably the he was the best leader, you know? Just because of those those things. Yeah, even Alan Donald actually said the same thing when we had him on yeah. the show. Even Lance Klusner, actually, I remember, said exactly the yeah, same thing. Roger, it's been wonderful chatting to you. Unfortunately, because of time, we're going to have to leave it there. But we thank you so much that you've given us some of your time and some of, of insight into your career. And that's the reason we brought you here also just to highlight what you've done and most importantly, so to give you the respect that we think you deserve. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. And, you know, it was a it was a privilege, you know, to, 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 to share my experiences and I know it's not it's not over yet. Uh, I've still got a long road to go and you know, Omar said a few things there and thanks to him, thanks to my family, thanks to my friends, you know, um, you know, there's two guys in my in my life that uh, always stick with me. I'm not gonna mention the names, they know who they are, close friends and um yeah. you know, thank you to everybody who's been involved in my career. And uh yeah, thanks for for having me on the show and I hope I can um, one day um, you know bring more cricketers through and more cricketers for this country and keep up the good work that you've been doing on your radio station and, and thank you very much thank you and thank you for facing some of our bouncers also tonight <laughs> let's leave it there Roger Telemachus Proteas 105 for 2 in the 13th over 5 to Plessia's God is 50 we have to go to news Bridget Masinga should be up next